Welcome to this special Emmy-themed edition of the TV Line podcast. I'm senior editor Dave Nemitz. All this month, we're sitting down with a handful of our dream Emmy contenders, actors and producers we believe deserve to be recognized at this year's Emmy Awards. Included in that list is my current guest, Sandra Oh. You may know her from her years on Grey's Anatomy, and now she's starring in the BBC America crime drama, Killing Eve. Sandra, welcome. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So what I love so much about Killing Eve is, you know, we think we know what we're getting from a British crime drama, but it's it's totally different than that. It's so funny, first of all, mm-hmm. and then it's um, it's really unpredictable. Like mm-hmm. it kind of it feels like it delights in taking what you think you're going to get and giving you the exact opposite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what was it when you first read the script? What was it that sort of jumped out and grabbed you that made you want to be a part of this? The tone and the style of the show, I really thought was um, on. On paper, I really yeah. did. I felt I immediately understood what Phoebe was going for and what her tone and her sensibility was. From the very beginning, I was like laughing, but <laughs> in a kind of like, oh, I really like this person's brain kind of way. It's like I found a, a similar sensibility, yeah. um, and 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 so there was a that irreverence, darkness. Yeah. Like it's very very British show. You know, it's yeah, a very, very English show. <laughs> and I really like that as well. Yeah. Um, kind of being the American element and being the kind of fish out of water, I I, I like playing that. Um, but it was also um, <clears throat> the idea that you had, again, irreverence, um, wittiness, um, darkness in this very kind of classic genre. Yeah. Um, and even outside of that, that it's really a psychological drama between these two women. Yeah. It's like you get the crime drama elements still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like they put those to the side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you also get this great humor. It's great, like sort of dark comedy to yes, it. Yeah. And uh, and this great relationship between mm-hmm. between Eve and Villanelle, mm-hmm. which you don't see a lot on television. Um, but I saw an interview. You actually, the first time you read it, you didn't know which part was intended for you and you couldn't believe that that they actually wanted you for Eve? You know, I can't believe I told you. I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't believe I put that out there because it's it's so vulnerable making this story. It is. Because it's really about, like, I could get emotional about it right now, which no, I won't. I understand. Because I'm pushing it all down. It's hard to believe. Um, no, no, because it has a lot to do with my own sense of what has been internalized. Yeah. As a actor, uh, as a woman of color, as an actor of color, it's like you realize, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, awakening that I think is happening, uh, my own as well. Um, uh, and that was a moment that I feel, I just feel a lot of vulnerability over <laughs> now that I put it out there at the talk about it. <laughs> but yes, basically, it, you, you know, it's like you realize that you've been in a trance and it's like, mm-hmm. this is how scripts come to you. Scripts come to you like this and you just go and you go, okay, you realize that, you know, like when I came out of theater school, it was just, uh, I just thought the world was my oyster. And it and mm. it was. And it still is. But then, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you come to L.A. and then you, you need to pound the pavement in a, in a certain type of way. Yeah. But you also realize there's a tremendous weight of conditioning um, that happens to you. Um, and that just happened to be a moment that I, that I um, woke up from it. Uh, and that was, you know, I was walking on the street. I got the, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm miming holding my phone. Um, but you know what it's the kind of thing is you're talking on the phone and you're scrolling and you're scrolling. And I was just quickly scrolling just to say, I mean, I don't get a, what, what is a part. Yeah. Is it Carolyn? I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the, 
the assassin. I didn't really get what it was. And, you know, when my agent so clearly said it's <laughs> Sandra, it's Eve. <laughs> it's Eve. I um I I um my heart broke actually a little bit. Uh-huh. It really did because I just realized how deep um and I can't exactly tell you exactly what was internalized, but it's all in that story. Yeah. You know, um and that also you know the next moment from like the heartbreak it's like the heart cracks right Mm -hmm. is i really did feel some light which was like well that's over now yeah you know what i mean inside me you know but it it was a heartbreaking i mean it's great you know it's great (laughs) it's great it's like like, this is the the terrific character but ultimately great that you realize that they do want you to play this great character that you are the lead you are the title character Mm -hmm. Even though that's not something that you would expect. No, I that I realized that I had come to not expect. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like that. I didn't want to stri- striving for it, all those things. But it's just the, one of those subtle moments that you mm. that you either you feel things that you you don't think that you have, like your own internal <laughs> racism. Let's say, right? Yeah. You know, not only how you've internalized it, or or but how you might be racist yourself yeah. or completely sexist or s- things that you feel like you're awake to that you really might not be. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Big moment. Yeah. Um, Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to get that out there. Um, now, did you have any hesitation about signing up for another TV show because you had been on Grey's for so long? And, and did this sort of seem more appealing because it was just eight episodes and the British model is sort of shorter and quicker. Uh, yes. You know, I think te- television is, I mean, as you know and as you see, it's it's really, really changing. And it's changing not only the amount of content or how we see or view television, it's how it's produced. Um, the British model is something that I was very much interested in, yeah. you know, having come from, you know, and I will say old school network. I don't, I think there are probably fewer and fewer network shows that have a 22-24 or, or order. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've experienced that. Um, and uh, I'm not interested in that. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's its own beast. You yeah. know what You've I mean? You've done that. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the short order um, was, is not only in the, the, the amount of work, but also the storytelling, which I mm-hmm. think is really interesting because you can actually, it's, you can hold in your head, I think as a writer and also as an actor, um, eight. You know what I mean? Actually, ideal, I think, if you're kind of like six. But, <laughs> but, but, you can, but you can split that up into where you can hold um, kind of creatively um, um, in, in a way like the way that you, it's tricky, it's like the way that you hold one project when you're doing a film. Yeah. It's a short enough where you can, you can hold it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. When you do like television for 22, 24, you need to break it up and you need to, so just the, uh, you need to break it up. You, I, it's, I think it's really, really hard to to keep that a certain amount of level of energy and focus for yeah. that long a time. And so the the eight episode model, I, I think 
is, is very possible. So it feels almost like a longer movie where it's one narrative story rather than episodic um, in that way? It's definitely episodic because we don't know what's, what's happening, right? But there's yeah. something in the production of it that I feel like I'm going away on location for <laughs> six or seven months, and then that's that that's the gig, and then there's something in that I feel like I'm able to to hold with a uh, where you can just go at a hundred percent for that amount of time. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. um, Eve is such a great character, so interesting, has so many layers mm -hmm. to her. Um, I think it's really interesting how she gets this. She's obsessed with female assassins, and she's sort of been doing this on the side for mm -hmm. a while. And discovering Villanelle, it sort of like awakens something in her, right? Like it sort of like it, it inspires her to sort of break out of her own shell. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think Villanelle, in a very unconscious way for Eve, is igniting her vitality, things that she doesn't want to see in herself, the things that she's forgotten about, the things that she doesn't hasn't let herself see. Mm -hmm. um, can we talk about episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? This is going to run in June after okay. everything's aired. So so the fifth episode, which is really the like my favorite episode. <laughs> I always talk about the fifth episode. Yes, the shepherd's pie. <laughs> the shepherd's pie. Um, Villanelle makes like a, such a good chess move. She makes a move with the dress, with mm -hmm. the gift, right? Yeah. She gives Eve a gift. And when I read that, I just thought it was so Brilliant. I won't swear, but it's, it was so brilliant on a lot of levels that I think it could only come from uh, the mind of a woman. Yeah. Right? For a, a woman to give another woman a dress and a fantastic dress, a fantastic pair of shoes. And it's the way that Villanelle sees Eve. Mm -hmm. Not only is it like a, a, a sneaky chess move, but it actually, I think it, it is the way that um, Villanelle sees Eve and and is um, giving her something that is actually from her heart, which is also dark. Yeah. <laughs> but also um, that it's it's a it's a real gift. Yeah. And it's a real gift because you see that there are certain things that I think are quite mm, asleep mm -hmm. in, in Eve. Yeah. You know, so when kind of stuck Eve, in a rut. Yeah, exactly. So when Eve puts on the dress, there's a lot of things going on there. She's putting on the skin of Villanelle. <laughs> She's putting on her own sexiness. She's putting on her own beauty and desirability. She's putting on a gift from the killer of her, of her best friend. You know, there's a lot yeah. that's going on just <laughs> just in the symbol of that dress. Yeah. Um, so she, so your question about what made Villanelle awake, I think is is kind of happening all in that move of of that gift of the dress. Yeah, um, you mentioned Phoebe Waller Bridge, the writer. Yes. Um, were you familiar with her work before this? Had you seen Fleabag or yes, Fleabag, okay, yes, great. Uh, yeah. Everybody listening, if you haven't seen Fleabag, go find it on Amazon oh, Prime. Oh my gosh, fantastic. find it! It's yeah, fantastic. If you like Killing Eve, same writer, and she stars in it as well. A great dark comedy. But um, yeah, she like you said, she has a certain voice that just mm -hmm. sort of leaps out at you, mm -hmm. that dark comedy voice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what sort of gives us an edge that's a little different than the British crime drama necessarily. You know, I'd add to the dark comedy voice, not only her, her sensibility, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is English and her sensibility is English, mm -hmm. 
But what I so think is so clear about her writing is that here's a young woman who's just unabashedly writing what's in her brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> that there's something about her writing that doesn't have um, uh, as much either self-imposed um, barriers to either finding her own voice. You know what yeah. I mean? It's really a, 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 a much clearer channel for what's inside this mm. this woman's brain. She's unfiltered. I, I think... No, it's not so much unfiltered like she's saying whatever she's she wants because she's she's much more um, she's not like a bleh, you know she's not like a confessional person in in some way because yeah. I mean even though Fleabag is slightly confessional you know <laughs> yeah. um, it's more like I sense in the writing uh, there's freedom around the writer um, so the writer is 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 so much closer to the page and to the words. Yeah. The actual soul, the writer is closer, or the brain is closer to the to the page than I think a lot of writing is where, like the writer's voice, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, just barriers or muck or style mm. or notes or insecurity or whatever in, that you can sometimes feel when you, yeah. when I, when you read something mm. that I don't think, I, I think she is, quite free of at this point in her life yeah. you know it's just a, and again it's like it's like you're talking about what makes a, 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 a writer's voice or a show's voice particular I think there's there's got there's got to be that sense of freedom yeah you know what I mean and I think that's why people are like you know oh it's refreshing or it's whatever <laughs> it's because I think that they're they can sense um, a certain quality of freedom yeah um now this is a British show. Was there any thought to making Eve a British character oh, at any point? I asked. Oh, oh, you did. I, oh, oh I asked. I'm like, um, am I supposed to do an accent? Because if yeah, that's the case, I better start working on it right well, now. Well, you've done one before, right? I think I read. Please. No, <laughs> I'm not asking it's you. To, shame to, hole. I'm not asking shame you to, hole. you know, make a demonstration. No, please but. don't. Oh, please don't. You don't want to hear it. But uh, but they do say Eve is from Connecticut. They get yes. that out of the way. Um, I think that it was uh, it was very much um, it, it, when I asked, they said, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Um, and I think it's also you know this is a BBC America show. Uh, Eve is really the only um, American element to a very English show. Yeah. And I think that they wanted to have that kind of crossing over um, character to ground it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we have to talk about Jodie Comer. Okay. Uh, she's yeah. S- such a revelation. Yes. Uh, fantastic in this. Um, you read together at her audition, right? Yes. So you were there from the beginning. From the very beginning when she walked in with her suitcase, <laughs> trying to figure out what room to go to. And I was oh. like, you're in the right place. <laughs> and you guys did that shepherd's pie scene, right? The, the big uh, yes, standoff we did. from episode Yes, we five. did. Yes. Um, basically, you know, it was like we need we need to audition with something. Yeah. And um, uh, Phoebe just wrote a nine-page scene, sent it to us. God bless Jody. Um, <laughs> she, you know, learned it in two days, and you know, wow. one of those days is flying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like twelve hours of those two days is flying. Yeah. Um, uh, and we were in a, just like a crappy, like tiny room in the valley, and I remember putting up like um, like moving boxes to try and put a computer so they could be <laughs> skyping, and I put my phone, and it was it was great because. Yeah. 
there was like nothing. We were compl- very much alone, just the casting director and, and myself and Jody. And it was really, um, it really felt uh, like a like a great day of work. Yeah, you know what I mean. We were really trying to find the scene and find each other. And I and uh, you know I, I I felt that we did. Yeah. Uh, um, now you don't have a lot of scenes together, but did you sort of keep your distance on set because Eve and Villanelle don't really run into each other a lot, hmm. or did you see her a lot? Uh, we actually are physically separated because if I'm working, she's not working. Yeah. And if she's working, I'm not working. Working. So there's just that logistics of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If we're if we're in the same makeup and hair trailer, where these things cross over, it's you know. All hugs and smiles, and you know, we, you know I, I adore yes. that girl. Yes. Um, but uh, Joe and I don't talk about what we're doing. Yeah. You know, I, there's we don't talk about our process. Uh, we probably talk about our process to Phoebe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I like it that way. We've just, we just, it's not come up organic. What has happened organically is that we don't talk about it. Yeah. And. And I, I, I really trust that mystery, and I so trust her that she yeah. is doing her thing. And I think that she trusts me that I'm doing my thing here. So all we have to do <laughs> is meet, you know? Yeah. Um, and you have that amazing scene in the finale where you do come together again. And uh, it's just incredible. Uh, I mean, I, I, love the, I love the scene where, first of all, I love the scene where you're in her apartment alone, mm. and you're tearing up her stuff and yes. you're smashing yeah. bottles of champagne yeah. and like you're getting all that rage out. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm just, I'm wondering what what you're thinking, Eve is thinking at the end there where, you know, they come together and she stabs Villanelle, uh-huh. but then immediately she's like, oh my God, I need to try to save your life. Yes. Like she's going in two different directions. She yes. wants to kill her, but she wants to save her. Yes. You don't have to answer this. <laughs> But have you ever had an affair? No, I have not. Oh, well, you didn't have to answer it. <laughs> Keep it mystery. Keep it mysterious. Wow, and, and this the, is getting the, really, the, no, the reason really why personal. the reason why I'm I put that out there is, um, and I'm not going to talk about you know my life of it either. Is that my wife is listening? There is <laughs> very much. Is there is um, a certain type of energy? That like the, an affair is the, uh, uh, the easiest thing to compare it to. Honestly, that's only the reason why I'm bringing up an affair. It's like a complex. It's like an addiction. I'm th- trying to think of um, uh, situations that people can understand where there seems to be an energy and a power greater than the individual, and yeah. it brings either yourself and the addiction together. It's very difficult to take, take to uh, become uh, be, get apart, or, or it's another person. You know, and so that's why I use that as a. As, a, as an example that I think a lot of people can understand, uh, the obsessive quality, the th- quality yeah. that you can't let go. And the reason why I bring this up is like, you know, um, if you are familiar with that feeling, the moment where Eve stabs and then immediately regrets it <laughs> will be familiar. Yeah. You know, so there's a certain level that's going on there, you know, in in, in, in as you're tracing her character, she does something that she 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 
doesn't know if she can do, doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she can do. But um, uh, Trump's Villanelle because Villanelle doesn't think that she can do it. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, that's why she does it. But in the next second is Eve's humanity, which is like, I'm not this person. Yeah. Here's here's just a girl, <laughs> you know that I'm that I'm that I'm stabbing. What what is this? You know, so you you have that moment to, that you wake up from, let's say, the complex or the addiction yeah. or the the obsession, right? And then she returns back to it. <laughs> and then she probably returns back to it again. I haven't seen I haven't seen that yeah. that that the 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 final episode, but remembering what we shot and also to continue the the story going on you know, yeah so, you, you know by the end of the the piece we don't i don't think we really want to see eve go all right done yeah done i'm out now <laughs> it's all done the show's we're not, over we're not ready to see those two apart yet no not yet sure. yeah. yeah and you did get renewed for season two Woo-hoo. congratulations thank you very on much that. yeah um now is there more story from the original books that we haven't seen yet or is this kind of going in an entirely new path ah that's a very good question i think that there is and it it all depends on what the writers do you know, yeah. again, it's the the mystery, the fantastic mystery of, you know, I know that there's certain settings that were changed and flipped around, you know, um, in this first season. Um, uh, but we'll we'll ha- we'll have to see. We'll have to okay. See. Yeah. Um, while I have you here, I have to ask you about Grey's Anatomy because okay. it's a big big show for people on TV line about to enter season fifteen with no signs of stopping. Can you believe it? Fantastic. <laughs> Are you open to returning to it in some fashion when it ends, if it mm. ever ends? Mm. I mean, if it ever ends, obviously there's no end in sight. Yes, but, yes. But do you have it sort of in your mind that when it does, you would mm. want to maybe come back? Once? You know, I get this question regularly, and I answer it really based on what I'm feeling that day. Um, and today is no, okay, uh, because I'm so because. Um, because I love Eve, hmm. you know, because I, I really love her. And while I also love Christina Yang, such a big part of my life, and I so appreciate I'm constantly stunned at the response I still get from people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's so fantastic, and it, and, and it pleases me. Uh, it, um... Oh, it pleases me. It gives me a, a, a tremendous amount of satisfaction that, you know, you did work that actually continues going on past the time that you've left it. You know, I think it's very rare that you're able to also, um, like, you know, when you do your work, you don't know where it's going to go. You yeah. know, you, and you need to do your work where you don't care where it's going to go, meaning because the whole point is the work itself, right? Yeah. But when it actually returns back to you and people can actually say, tell you, it's phenom- It's That's really phenomenal. It is. <laughs> and the only way I think I can continue doing good work is, is just staying true to, uh, to, to, to my own compass. Yeah. And that compass is, you know, pointing north. Yeah. Um, has the show ever reached out to you to come back? I mean, I know that there was sh- a scene last uh, season yeah, 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 where, yeah. like, uh-huh. Meredith was talking to Christine on the phone, but you didn't see her, obviously. <laughs> um, 
I know that I know that there are open arms there yeah. at that home for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, it's it's a very special place. Yeah. What'd you think about Shonda Rhimes going to Netflix? I mean, that was sort of a big deal. Um, I think she's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mean, yeah. I hope she does. I hope she does what makes her feel creative and alive. And it's also the same thing. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you have a large, uh, for her, more than a decade of her life at uh, in a relationship with a company, you know? Yeah. And she grew and developed in, in a certain way and she's she's open to an, another part of her life and i'm just ecstatic i just i can't wait to i can't wait to see what comes out of it i think she, she and again it's also moving into different ways of creating yeah right there's a there's a lot a more world. Free, there's a whole <laughs> new world and i think there's a lot more freedom i think she is probably quite interested in in that aspect yeah and finally, what shows are you watching now? Do you have time to watch TV? Who are your dream Emmy I mean, nominees? Uh, you know what? Barry. Barry, I gotta yes. tell you. Well, another assassin, Oh, oh my right? God, I tell you. I got to tell you. <laughs> How about Barry and Villanelle? Is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get them together? <laughs> um, well, yes, I love that show. That, that I really love that show. That, Bill Hader's that great. Bill Hader. <laughs> Man, I am uh, a real fan, but... Not only Bill Hader, that entire company mm-hmm. of actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler. Yes. I'm sorry. Excellent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and I'm sorry I don't know the other um, the actors, their names on the show because I would want to talk about their work right now. Yeah. Um, it's but the whole company is I think it's is fantastic and the and um, uh, the concept and the writing of it and I, I I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Um, what other ones? Or am I into, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm honest with what I'm saying. I, his chef table. I'm a big, fan, <laughs> you know, but that's. There you go. The, uh, and sure. The, the reason why I also like that, it's like I love, a, you know, his, his uh, previous documentary, Jiro, Dreams of Sushi. Mm-hmm. It's Beautiful. like you're, you're not only describing um, uh, and showing food, you are really showing at this level um, the artists who who make the food, mm-hmm. what it takes, their environment, where they come from, their culture, uh, and I, I really appreciate that show. I love that show. Yeah. And Shit's Creek. Oh, there you because go. Because <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of Eugene Levy and yes. Daniel, um, and you, you know, being Canadian myself, oh. and forget it, Catherine O'Hara. Of course. Catherine O'Hara, just bow <laughs> down to her. There's something. Um, in a very Southern Ontario kind of way. It's like, I don't know where they shoot that, but I bet you I know where they shoot that. Um, it, it, I, 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 I love that show. I, oh, I, that, that would be my happy play show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a long day, sometimes. A you long need, day. You need it's Creek. like, yes, give me some, give me some Shit's Creek. Give me some um, fantastic Canadian humor. <laughs> Sandra, thank you so much hey, for welcome. joining us. Appreciate it.